Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining me tonight on episode 20, season one of The Standoff with Brad here on New Zealand Sport Radio. I'm here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. There's only four teams left in the race for the 2020 Premiership, and after two cracking games, I'm going to look forward to discussing them in tonight's show. Now, while we're here on um, Wednesday evenings live on Facebook, you can also catch our show via podcast on iHeartRadio at your convenience. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, I'm going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including the top stories of the week, a wrap-up of Finals Week 3, a preview of Finals Week 4, oh, Week 3, sorry, and news on Rugby League from around the world, including the women's game and the New Zealand local scene. So tune in and get your rugby league news. So let's go straight into the top stories of the week. Uh, top story probably going into um, the weekend's games was Michael Jennings um, being stood down after testing positive for several bad substances. Excuse my my language here why I try to work out what they are. It's um, He tested positive for Legandrol, dihydroxy-LGD, Dash four zero four zero three three and ibu ibutamorin, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, essentially, um, growth hormones. Um, Jennings has come out shocked um, by the result and is vowing to clear his name with the testing of his B sample. I've got his quote here where it says, "I am totally against any form of cheating in sport and am completely shocked to find myself in this position. I'll do everything I can to clear my name." I've dedicated the last 14 years of my life to playing in the NRL. I would never do anything to jeopardize my standards, my reputation, or the legacy I leave, especially for my son. Um, So, yeah, he seems very confident that he hasn't done anything untoward. So um, I guess we've really just got to wait and see until um, what his B sample is. Um, Effectively, if his... um, sample comes back positive he would be looking at up to a four-year ban which would essentially end his career given he turns 32 next april so um we'll just have to wait and see there um i know paul gallon came out during the week quite critical of the testing process and that his test was taken 
um, quite a while ago and only released the week of um, the Eels' big game. And um, I'm not, I'm no scientist, um, so I don't know how long it takes to test these things. So um, I'm sure it wasn't for any um, bad bad decision to delay it. Um, I think it, they probably announced it as quickly as they could. But yeah, time will see what happens with him. I'm hoping that it's uh, his B sample comes back negative um, for his sake. Otherwise, um, it's a sorry way to end your, uh, your career. Um, more bad news, I guess we could go on with, with Kalen Ponger is actually now out of contention for state of origin as he prepares to go um, for shoulder surgery next week. He's um, effectively carried a shoulder injury all year and was holding it off, holding it off. And um, the Knights doctors and the, the Queensland doctors have decided it's best for him to actually just go under the knife now as opposed to potentially prolonging the injury and probably making it worse. Um, so I know it's um, a big loss for Queensland for state of origin. He's um, a very talented player, but I think the Knights... Um, will benefit from him getting the surgery now because they'll want him 100% for next year. On to some um, slightly happier news. Australia's decided to open a limited travel bubble with New Zealand from the 16th of October. What this means effectively is that the Warriors should be able to get all families for both their players and their staff um, across the ditch for 2021 if that's where the Warriors are actually going to be camped for next year. This change, as good as it is, it doesn't mean that Australian teams can travel to New Zealand, though. So effectively, they still probably will be stuck in Australia all of next year, but at least gives them that flexibility to get people over there. Um, I know Cameron George came out and said a big thing that um, people have seemed to have forgotten um, is that the players, they got as many of the families over for the players as they could, but the staff that were over there were there alone they didn't have their families with them um so this actually lets the, all their staff um who've got just as hard a job as the guys out on the field gives them some of their family there to make it a bit more comfortable for them so um obviously time's going to tell what happens um with how the COVID situation is closer to the start of next season but i know the warriors were firming up to make a decision on what they're going to do um, as of November. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, we have a bit more information on that. But um, hopefully it dies down a bit so we can get some NRL games in New Zealand again. But we're just going to wait and see. Um, still on the Warriors front, um, Gerard Beale has announced his retirement from the NRL after 12 years. He played 194 games for the Broncos, Dragons, Sharks, and then last with the Warriors. Um He's decided that he wants to continue playing in the Queensland Cup. Um, and um, I think that'll be good for him. Um, he was always a good player. I think he'd lost a, a, a little bit um, in his time with the Warriors and was really just filling in um, when needed. So at least he'll get to have a few more games in the Queensland Cup. So it should be good for him. And um, I guess that means he's moving back to Australia. And he has... Thank you for that, Paul, as well. Um, Auckland um, Rugby has um, announced that Warriors members can get free tickets to the game this weekend, which is um, great news for, for members that have um, missed the um, the enjoyment of going to Sport Live. So um, if you're a Warriors member and you're around, go and um, get a ticket and go to the rugby. 
with the season over now for 12 sides, we're starting to see a lot of squads um, changing up with many sides making decisions now for what they're going to do for 2021. Um, I think the Eels have come out um, firing on all cylinders. They've got 11 players leaving the club this year. Um, they've got Kane Evans has joined the Warriors, but they've actually released um, a few players, which I've got the list here. It's Jai Field, Andrew um, Davey, Reese Davies, Jermaine Salmon and Brad Takarangi have all been released with um, just they can go wherever they want, basically. Um, only one of them so far has actually got a deal, which is Andrew Davies. Um, he's joined the Sea Eagles now. Um, so be a lot of changes for the Eels after um, a disappointing end to their season, which we're going to cover in a bit. Uh, the Warriors as well, though, they've also offered um, Jaden Nikarima a trial contract. He's um, the brother of Cody Nikarima, and um, he's a very talented player. Some would argue he's the better player out of the two brothers, but he derailed his career um, with two failed drug tests and has been on the altar ever since. Um, the Warriors here have given him a good chance of redemption uh, as long as he proves himself during um, preseason. Be interesting to see um, what happens with him. We've seen the Warriors succeed with some players with this trial option. Patrick Herbert was a trial player. Um, Jermaine Tanoa Brown was the same this year, and he's done really well. Um, going back a few years ago, you had James Gavitt and a few other players. So um, I think these players that get these trial contracts, they literally got their career on the line. So um, you kind of get a bit more out of them. They're a bit more grateful I think it's probably not the right word to use, but um, they're they're a lot more dedicated to trying to get in and perform. So um, I have my fingers crossed for him. It would be a great redemption story. Um, we just got to wait and see how he comes through the preseason. Still on the Warriors, they um, have announced releases of players, much like the Eels. They've um, released Nathaniel Roach, Levar Pulu, and Celestina Rava Tomada, sorry for pronouncing the name wrong, most likely. Um, interesting, though, they haven't had any word on Adam Kieran's situation. I know we spoke a couple of weeks ago that I would like to keep him. Um, I assume if they weren't going to keep him, they would have announced his um, release of the club at the same time. So I guess we just got to wait and see. I haven't heard any news on if he's signed on for an extended deal. Um out of those released players, Patrick Herbert, we talked about last week, was rumoured to join the Titans. That's actually official now. He's um, signed with the Titans on a one-year deal. Um, great move for the Titans. I think he's a fantastic player, and it's good to see him continue in the NRL after such a strong year with the Warriors. Um, not Warriors-related, but kind of. Um, Jack Hetherington has um, been announced today that he signed with the Bulldogs for three years. Um, he's going to join up with the Panthers assistant coach, Trent Barrett, as he takes over the head coaching role there. Um, he was on loan with the Warriors um, for several um, several games, and I think he um, played really well. And I think the biggest key for him will be um, keeping his discipline in check. If he can do that, then I think um, he's a very good signing for the Bulldogs. Roosters um, news here. They're um, rumoured to be interested in bringing back Mitchell Pierce. Um, the club's been uh, rumoured to be souring on Kyle Flanagan after a less than stellar first year with the club. And um, 
if they do decide to release Flanagan to try to get Pierce back, it looks like the Bulldogs are interested in picking him up. I think he's a very good player as well. Um, still very young, very raw, but he's got a lot of potential. Um, he just needs someone to have a bit of confidence in him, I think. Um, Pierce, on the other hand, he's apparently falling out of favour with the Knights. Um, he's in the last year of his contract with them next season, so they could be interested in um, flicking him on early. But I don't see them doing it unless they have someone else lined up. Um, there have been rumours that Blake Green might um, do a backflip on his deal with the Bulldogs and stay with the Knights. It could also be a play, a landing spot for Benji Marshall, who's still looking for a contract. And the last bit, talking about players getting soured on, um, Mitchell Moses is apparently um, rumoured to be on the outer with the Eels um, after his form started to decline at the back end of the season. Uh, a bit harsh in my opinion, as he's a talented half, and um, I'm sure they won't let him go, but I guess we're just going to wait and see. Um, this time of year is always a bit loosey-goosey with players coming and going, so um, we'll just have to wait and see where they go. But yeah, guy like Benji sitting there waiting, I'm sure any of these teams, if they do decide to kick someone out, they could easily pick him up. So that's it really for my top stories of the week. Um, so let's just crack into finals week two. On Friday night, we had the Roosters go down to the Raiders 22 to 18 at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Um, interesting here, uh, I didn't expect this result. I thought the Roosters wouldn't lose another game um, after losing those other games um, last week. I thought they were due a win, but um, the Raiders played really well. Jack Whiten, um, he scored the match winner and kind of erased last year's grand final demons. Um, if you remember, he was at the center of a controversial six again call that ultimately cost the Raiders the grand final. Um, I thought Whiten, along with um, Josh Papali and Charles Nicole Kostat, were the standouts in this game. Papali dominated the middle, scoring a try and setting up another one. And Chance produced three try-saving tackles that stopped the Roosters' comeback from happening. Uh, Roosters' dreams of a three-peat are now over, um, losing their third match in a row. Luke Carey, I he left the match a little bit early with a HIA, and I think that really put them on the back foot. And then when he came back on the field, you could tell he wasn't 100%, and the Roosters' attack kind of suffered a little bit there. Um, basically, they just looked off the pace. Um, there was a try, I remember, I watched it a few times now, but Joseph Tapini scored a try for the Raiders against them that um, was woeful defense, basically. It was what like watching a bottom-ranked team trying to defend against a top-ranked team. They just watched him run from one side of the other to the field, and then he just went over. And I don't know if it's just an attitude thing, or I, I'm not sure what it was. Um but, yeah, the Roosters have some work to do. But, yeah, I think ultimately attitude was the difference here. Um, the Raiders showed steel and resilience. Um, they do have a very tough task ahead of them this week um, when they face the storm. Um, but if the Raiders can repeat this type of performance, they could find themselves in back-to-back -back grand finals. Roosters, on the other hand, they did keep themselves in the hunt and almost got themselves the win but it was just too little too late. Um, disappointing way for them to end the season, but we all know they're going to be back in the playoffs um, hunt next year. So um, it's just really seeing if they can get back into the Roosters team we've all been 
um, witnessing the last few years. Before I move on to the next game, there was just a bit of a funny post-match moment. Um, Chance, um, Nicole Kostat, was getting interviewed after the game and Sonny Bill came up to him and um, gave him like a little playful tap on the on the chin and um, Chance fangirled, I guess it's probably the best way of saying it. He got excited about seeing Sonny Bill. Um, so it was... Um, it was quite it was quite a funny reaction to see um a professional player especially one as talented as um chance getting excited about seeing another player so yeah as you've put there no grand final for sunny bill um but it shows the influence he has on players around him um very interesting um to see what will happen with him there's still not really any news about the wolfpack um and if they're going to be back in the super league so we don't really know what's going to happen with Sonny. I don't see him staying with the Roosters, but you never know with um, how the Roosters are with their salary cap. So we'll go on to the, the final game of the week, um, which was the Rabbitohs defeating the Eels 38-24 on Saturday at Bankwest Stadium. Um, Eels had a horror week leading up to this match um, with Mike Sivo and Blake Ferguson out injured. And then, of course, with the Michael Jennings news, um, being ruled out. So um, they weren't really off to a great start and many people um, wrote them off before the, the whistle was blowing. But um, the Eels actually came out um, and looked to be on the way to an upset. Um, they were leading 18-8 at halftime um, with Clint Gutherson leading the way with two tries. Um, Warriors lone player George Jennings um, in his first game in a long time for Parramatta, had a strong outing as well. He scored the uh, the Eels' other two tries, and he may well have cemented himself a contract extension, which is good to see um, for um, such a talented player. The problem was the Rabbitohs, after that little bit of a scare at halftime, they clipped into gear, and um, they were dragged back into the contest by Damian Cook, and... Um, he had a hand in three tries, and the Rabbitohs went on a bit of a scoring rampage, scoring 30 points in that second half. Um, Mitchell Moses, we talked about him a bit earlier, he had a chance to get the Eels back in front with a point-blank penalty goal, and um, he broke fans' hearts when he hit the post. Um, bit of an attitude thing here, I think. After he hit the post, the Eels weren't really paying attention properly and the Rabbitohs caught the deflection and scorched down the field, ran like 60 metres and then ended that set with a try. Um, I think that's that cutthroat attitude they've got at the moment that makes them such a dangerous team. Um, when the Eels hesitated, the Rabbitohs put their foot down and just never let up. The Rabbitohs attack scary right now. Um, they're averaging 35 points a game for the past 10 games. And... Um, this week's match, they're playing the Panthers, obviously, and it's got match of the year contender written all over it right now. Um, as I mentioned in the in the news, the Eels have moved on a lot of talent and they're looking at a slight rebuild, but they've got plenty of talent still remaining within the club. And um, I'm sure they're going to remain a top eight side for next season. But the, the Rabbitohs train just keeps on rolling and it'll be um, interesting to see if they can be the team that um, stops the Panthers. So um, my picks, um, after having 100% last week, I hit 50% this week because I picked the Rabbitohs and the Roosters and I got the Roosters game wrong. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how close I am with my picks this week. 
before we go on to the preview, Paul, is there any new, any questions there or? Um, not really in the, uh, not, none, no questions really in the, in, in the chat. I think you've covered um, most of the, uh, the, 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 the stuff in there. Um, but uh, yeah, for, for the Eels to have got, well, pretty close and then to basically to be ditching so many players, that's uh, an amazing kind of rebuild you, you kind of associate rebuilds with teams that are lower down the that don't even make the finals rather than necessarily uh get to get get so close and then just come up short really yeah i think it's a it's just like a a bit of a harsh reaction to to losing um i know earlier on when we first started the show they were one of my picks to go all the way because of how well they were playing at the start of the season and they just started to drift away um towards the ends but I think they still had a lot of um, potential in there. It's just about working on being able to play for a whole season as opposed to just playing in patches. I don't know if letting players go and bringing new ones in will fix it, but um, I guess we'll find out on this show next year. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So I'll go on to finals week preview. Um, it's the, the last week before the grand final we've got on Friday. We've got uh, the Storm paying $1.47 um, up against the Raiders at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. Um, I'll go with my picks here. I am taking the softer option and going with the Storm. Um, the Raiders did look very good, but the Storm um, are basically in their upper tier right now. So I'm going with them, but it should be a cracker of a game. And then on Saturday, we've got the last game of the round, which is the Panthers paying $1.45 against the Rabbitohs paying 285 at ANZ Stadium. I've gone with the Panthers um, here as well, but I think the Rabbitohs, if they keep playing the way they're playing, they could give them a scare. Um, obviously, we talked last week that um, Valami Kakao is um, out for this game with a suspension. Um, he's going to be a big loss, so if the Rabbitohs can take advantage of him not being there, it, um, it could be... A very tight game and they could get the upset here but yeah essentially um i think the way things are going i think it's going to be a storm panthers grand final which um would be a very entertaining game um anyway so yeah well i guess one thing to point out here though is that um if you look at uh, how canberra uh and um south sydney have uh, have got here both teams are basically playing knockout footy for the past um, past couple of weeks and pulling out the bag, whereas both the teams that had a second chance after the uh, qualifying round uh, in, uh, in in Sydney and in uh, Parramatta both got knocked yeah. out. So um, these yeah. these teams look they've been they've been playing sudden death and coming through that pressure. Maybe just maybe they've 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 got that they've they've come from a pressure cooker environment. The other two teams had a week off. Will they be a bit? Um, a bit rusty from that or will they be nicely rested yeah exactly i think i think penrith having that week off might hurt them um because they're a very young team and they've just been on a roll and i think if you take that week off you you kind of um run the risk of um just letting it slip so i hope that's not the case because i've got money on them to win the whole thing but um yeah time will tell and uh, something that Simon's mentioned here is that a bit disappointed Raiders fans not being allowed to go to Queensland. Uh, I guess that's the internal 
travel restrictions within Australia mean that actually that makes it even harder for the Raiders, doesn't it? Having um, having a totally home, having no no uh, no away fans at all in that stadium, it's going to be uh, yeah very one sided noise. Yeah, it's it's a shame, but it's unfortunately the environment we're in. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, interesting on that one. Yeah. All right, so I'll get on to some Super League news. Um, St. Helens is still at the top of the ladder, with the rest of the top four being Wigan at second, Catalan Dragons at third, and the Warrington Wolves sitting at fourth. Um, Christian Enu uh, is, is actually on the brink of signing a new Super League deal after scoring a hat-trick for Salford in their 24-16 win over the Huddersfield Giants. He's got seven tries in the last five games. Um, obviously, a lot of us know him as a former Warriors player. Um, Salford, after that win, are facing Leeds on the 17th of October in the Challenge Cup final at Wembley Stadium after Leeds defeated Hull FC 40-22. to um, A big asterisk to go next to that is that Hull were only drafted into this match um, 24 hours before kickoff after Castleford Tigers had to withdraw from the match um, with 13 positive COVID tests um, affecting the club. Um, bit of a shame for them there, but um, it was good to see how at least put some effort in um, with such short notice. So here we go. We've got the, the ladder here. So, yeah, as I said, St. Helens, Wigan, Callan Dragons, and the Wolves. Um, then you've got Leeds at 5th, Huddersfield Giants at 6th, Hull FC at 7th, Castleford at 8th, Salford at 9th, and Hull Kingston Rovers at 10th. So effectively, I think the team that's going to take it out is definitely in that top four. I'm still hoping for Wigan to come through for me. Um, but St. Helens have been looking very strong. And just, yeah, so um, Wigan Warriors um, and are playing the Catalan Dragons and St. Helens are playing um, Wakefield Trinity tomorrow. Um so it'll be interesting to see how those games go, especially with Wigan and the Dragons so close on the table. Still with some more Super League news, round 18 and 19 um, fixtures have been announced. The round 18 matches on the 25th of October, we've got Wakefield Trinity against Hull Kingston Rovers. And then the 26th of October, we've got Callan Dragons versus the Warrington Wolves. Salford Red Devils versus St. Helens. And Leeds Rhinos versus Castleford. So, yeah, I think we've got to scroll down a bit there. Um, then round 19, they've announced on the 29th of October, Leeds Rhinos are playing Wakeford Trinity, Hull Kingston Rovers versus Hull FC. And then on the 30th of October, we've got Huddersfield Giants versus the Castleford Tigers, Warrington Wolves versus Salford Red Devils, St. Helens versus the Wigan Warriors. And then on the 1st of November, We've got Wakefield Trinity versus the Leeds Rhinos in a round 11 rearranged fixture. So back in round 11, um, they had to cancel their game due to COVID. And um, now they've managed to slot it in so they can get that game underway. So that's really all I have on Super League right now. Um, the time difference makes it a bit hard to keep up on all the games, but um, I'll keep trying to get as much as I can. So I'll move on to the women's news now. So... Uh, on Saturday, the Warriors um, were defeated by the Roosters 22-12. to um, With this, it actually um, has already set the grand final um, with the uh, Broncos set to face the Roosters on grand final day. 
The Roosters dominated this match. They held the Warriors scoreless for the first 55 minutes. And um, it was really on the, on the back of um, Roosters playmaker Zara Tamara. She had the ball on a string and um, caused the Warriors plenty of headaches, including a great solo effort in the 40th minute for her try of the game. I think the Roosters will take a lot of pride out of their defense. Um, they've really shown they're the best team to face the Broncos because um, the Broncos look very hard to beat and you're going to need great defense. And I think that's going to um, lead to a great fortnight of league with um, these sides playing each other this week and then in the grand final. Um, the Warriors look frantic, um, unfortunately, and they're not, they don't appear to be on the same page with the COVID situation seeing the side being full of ring-ins, you can kind of expect that with um, the team not meshing yet. Um, they did get to show what they offered in the final two minutes when they scored two tries, including a nice 60-metre run from Ivania Pellet. Um, Hopefully they can end the season on a positive note this week against the Dragons. And that flows into the, the second game, which was the Broncos defeating the Dragons 18-4. to It was quite a drama-filled match with um, the biggest news coming out of the game was... Um, Broncos forward Amber Hall pulling the hair of Isabel Kelly. Um, this was also then followed by a hip drop tackle with, that she did on Kelly, which saw her suffer a serious leg injury. Injuries were really the name of the game um, in this match with multiple players on both sides suffering injuries. Seems to really be an ongoing theme in the NRL in general in 2020. Um, so hopefully they can bounce back. There's a few of them that have been ruled out now. Um which is unfortunate, but um, fingers crossed um, a lot of them come back um, better than ever. Um, the Broncos coach, he wasn't happy with the performance from his Broncos team um, due to the large amount of errors his side made, but he did praise um, the side's defensive grit as they were able to keep the Dragons um, contained despite handing them plenty of chances. Dragons are going to be unhappy to not make the grand final after being there last season, um, but it was another good game to watch. Um, hopefully, I think, with how well the games have been, um, despite some of the results, hopefully it leads to more sides getting involved in the competition and making the competition a bit longer, as it's a great um, competition to watch, and I'm, I'm hoping we get a few more teams so you don't just have um, three rounds and then you're done. It's really hard for the teams to kind of build momentum when if you lose one game, you're in serious jeopardy of not making the grand final. You really need to string those wins together. So um, a few more teams to make it a bit more, um, a bit more interesting. So you don't get a situation like we have now where we already know the grand final. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed. I'm hoping that the, the more exciting the competition um, becomes, the more likely we are to see more teams join in and make it a decent uh, competition out of it. So yeah, this week's games, we see um, both games have been played on the 17th um, at ANZ Stadium as curtain raises, and we see the Dragons are going to face the Warriors and the Roosters to face the Broncos. Um, there we go. There we go, right there. Um, so, yeah, we get a, a grand final preview, obviously, with the Roosters and Broncos clashing. Um, but, yeah, be good, some good games, and hopefully the Warriors can get a win against the Dragons and end their season on a high. And news on the uh, women's side of the things, Amber Hall, who we just mentioned in the Broncos game, 
She's received a one-match ban for her two charges in that game. Um, she got the ban for the hip drop terrible, and she's facing a $350 to $550 fine for the hair pulling. Um, so it's a, it's probably a little... I'm not really sure on um, how much I would charge someone for the hair pulling. It's kind of a, a dog act, really. So I'm surprised it's that little. Um, but they also don't make as much money as the, the male um, athletes. So you can't really throw a $10,000 fine on. Um, also with the Broncos, um, Ellie Brigginshaw has been charged with a dangerous contact for a late tackle. Um, but she's actually avoided um, missing any game time with a guilty plea. And um, Dragons player Shaylee Bent is also out for a week after being found guilty for a crusher tackle. So a um, few teams uh, or a few players missing some time there could hopefully help the Warriors with um, um, Shaylene Bent being out for the Dragons. That takes me to our local league. Um, I tried to make a bit more of an effort on catching up with what was going on other than just having the scores. So in round two of the National Men's Premiership, we had Counties Manukau Stingrays and the Akarana Falcons go to a 12-all draw. Um, it was a very physical game with both sides letting themselves down with errors. Um, the Falcons did have a chance towards the end of the match to get the win um, after Stingrays penalty, but um, Counties were actually able to hold them out with Patrick Sipley being stopped inches from the try line as the full-time Hooter sounded. So it was a very good game um, with the two best sides in the Premiership clashing. And um, it's going to be great um, to see them clash again, hopefully um, at a later stage. Canary Bulls um, got their first win of the, the Premiership, defeating Waikato 36-24. Waikato were really hurt here by errors and penalties early on, and Canary just built pressure and never looked in doubt. Um, Warrior Waikato really just had a day to forget. Um, be interesting to see um, how we go. Um, but yeah, I think basically you're going to look at Stingrays and Falcons, uh, that that top tier, and um, be good to see um, what Canterbury can do um, when they get another good matchup against those top sides. Um, round three. We see the the Falcons are playing the Bulls and Waikato are playing the Stingrays. So um, Waikato are going to need to really step it up if they want to um, compete with the Stingrays. And um, Bulls, likewise, against the Falcons um, should be some good clashes. On the women's side of things, um, Counties Manukau Stingrays defeated the, the Falcons 40-10. to 10. Um, Stingrays dominant again. Um, they've claimed the Bobby Verclo Cup. And um, they've just got too much class. Um, but the Falcons, they can improve and um, showed some good good glimpses there. So hopefully um, they come back from this a bit stronger. And then the Canterbury women's side were defeated by the men's central Vipers 26 to 18. Vipers actually came from behind to get this win. Um, Canterbury looked strong, um, but the Vipers just built that momentum on the back of repeat sets. Um, but they've got a tough task this week um, because they are facing the Stingrays with the Falcons facing Canterbury. So um, some more good catches, um, good games there. It's great to see Skies still broadcasting all the games. So um, great to see. We spoke last week about the national championship, but we didn't have a lot of info. Um, 
the reason um the reason we couldn't find much info is because the competition hadn't started yet um so their first week is this week um on the men's side of things we've got the wellington orcas versus the northern swords and then we've got upper central versus the mid central vipers and on this it still doesn't want to work it's not a great website i apologize um and then on the women's side of things we've got the wellington orcas also against the northern swords and upper central versus the auckland vulcans so um be some good games there to watch as well and um that's really all i have tonight unless you've got anything else to add paul uh so simon's asking where in auckland are the falcons based and uh, it looked like uh, their game was in papakura um so um down here so that's where the that's it looks like that's where the falcons are based um simon um in that one uh and uh, we've been joined by mark carter in the uh, live chat and he has his own sh own league show called ruin hammer um and uh, they've got a couple of or oh, well, three three of the uh, women's um ladies on um hilda peters georgia hale um and um, maddie bartlett on tomorrow evening at 9 30 p.m so um i'm sure that'll be a a really interesting chat over on Ruin Hammer. Yeah, it's a good show. And cheers, cheers for tuning in, Mark. And um, for Simon, um, Simon's question: the um, the Falcons, they're kind of just all of Auckland. Um, so it's effectively basically where Counties Manukau stops, um, all the way up to where Northland begins. So um, basically, like Auckland Central, East, West, and over the shore. Oh, over the shore, the other side yeah. of that bridge. Where yeah, exactly. that, that dangerous bridge right now. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Yep. Cheers for that, Paul. And um, thank you everyone for tuning in tonight and joining me on New Zealand Sports Radio, the standoff. Um, for your weekly update on rugby league, tune into the podcast on iHeartRadio or Facebook. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thank you for joining me. 